0: Four one one live. Well, you
1: can learn about issues that affect us every day. Stay the world. Oh, one, one
2: real people, real talk.
1: Made to help people in our community in every way. For your oh,
3: one, one can you believe another year has gone by? Goodbye, twenty-two. Hello, twenty-three. Hello, I'm Beverly Taylor, and this is The 411 Live, real people, real talk. Welcome to our annual year in review. We'll take a look back at the 10 most popular podcast episodes of 2022. Now, I know you have many, many choices vying for your time. Thank you for making The 411 Live one of them. In the number 10 spot, we call linking all women to lead a healthy and responsible life. You know, no matter how old you are, there's always something to learn about yourself. How much? Well, that depends on the effort you put into the discovery. Crystal Reed, also known as Chris Speaks, is founder of Linking All Women. She is dedicated to helping women and girls discover and embrace their better selves. Her course deals with positive identity, self-talk, time management, finances. One part of our discussion I think is important is the fact that sometimes you need to deal with your past so it does not hinder your future.
4: I come from a strong line of women, Mm -hmm. Um, faith-filled women, women who are passionate, women who are educators, women who are teachers, preachers, leaders. That is um, the tree that I sit under. That's where I come from. That, that's probably also part of why I have that passion to want to help women and girls to grow and glow and so um the course I launched last summer okay um and it's it's eight components eight core areas in the program um and it's it's Support me, you know, um, commitment to learning, social competencies, learning about diversity, um, your expectations, time. How do you manage your time? How do you manage your finances? Uh, Positive identity, which I think is very important in this time as we have social media and things have changed. Um, We talk about positive values. And then the last core area is empowerment. So women and girls have the opportunity to engage into all these core areas or they can look at it and they can say, Crystal, you know what? I want to work on this particular area. I want to grow more in support because I don't I didn't have all the support grown up.
3: So you're saying that the the curriculum can be tailor-made. It can be definitely your needs.
4: Yes. I designed it to be tailor made because we are all different as women and girls we all have different
3: needs number nine in this episode i talked to one of the most requested community advocates in the state of wisconsin when a child is missing he gets a call when there is an allegation of police brutality or neighborhood killing he gets a call when someone is dealing with a slumlord he gets a call you name it and he has probably dealt with it I wanted to talk to Tori Lowe to find out the why. While others just talk about the problems, he digs in and tries to do something about it. Why? He
5: feels it's his
3: calling.
1: It's it's definitely a calling because I had a a severe situation in Minnesota. I always tell people I was made in Minnesota. I went out to Minnesota, I got into this relationship, went to this small town, uh, got into an incident at a packing house where some white men tried to jump me in the back of the packing house, tie me up and throw me in a hog grinder. So I got out of the situation, got to my house. They came to my house, tried to snatch me out of my house. And I was living above my landlord and he came up with a gun and got him off the doorstep. Oh, wow. Well, when we was telling the police what took place that night, they arrested me and said, I jumped them. And that's wow. when I started realizing that, all the stuff they told you about, get a good job, mm-hmm. you know, grow up, try to be a man, try to do the right thing, and everything will work out fine. It's not true.
3: So they arrested you.
1: Yep, they arrested me.
3: So you had to go through that I party. had to
1: get out of that.
3: And then and you then sued. had to
1: sue them. Like, you sued them. So it took me four and a half years to do all of that. It, it wasn't a, a quick process. So I let, that, that showed me patience. Yeah. And so when I came, I mean, I, I've been a part of almost like 60 some lawsuits on the state of Wisconsin. Really? Yeah. Organize
3: it. Oh, my gosh. Now, the one in Minnesota, you won, right? I won, yeah.
1: That's why I'm a part. That's, it makes sense, though. Think about it. If I went through that mm-hmm. and I won, why wouldn't I try to duplicate that with others? Right. So most people come to me for the well-rounded idea, no matter if it's law, no matter if it's tragedy, no matter if it's miss I mean, they just want that resolve. But I got the confidence... To be able to do it.
3: Number eight, going through the storms of life. Have you ever felt like life can't get any better than this? And then the unexpected happens and knocks you off your feet. Or have you ever experienced something quite challenging, but you felt like you weren't equipped to handle it because of that unexpected thing that happened years before? I talked to Julius R. Malone pastor of New Testament Church, and my pastor, about weathering the storms of life and some reasons for the storms. My takeaway? See God in everything. Each challenge can strengthen, mature, and build our character.
2: Sometimes difficult things happen because God is, is directing. And with regard to my, my wife's situation, it, it, was, it was difficult because, number one, she was diagnosed with the same thing that I had. Number two, the same people who were praying for me 24-7 mm-hmm. prayed for her 24-7. Mm-hmm. Except for the, uh, the oncologist, we had the same team, the same surgeon. Everything, this, everything was the same mm-hmm. except for the, uh, the, the, the oncologist. And so why did she... Pass away, and, and, and here again, what helped me is that I believe that God is sovereign at all times and over all things, that he's in control. And, and the sovereignty of God means that God does what he wills, when he wills, how he wills, with whom he wills, and no one can stop him. I believe that God heals whom he wills, when he wills, <laughs> how he wills. And sometimes that healing can be direct. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be indirect, uh, through means. Mm-hmm. What helped me is that, okay, my wife's work's done. Mm-hmm. Mine isn't, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm still here. And that, th- those kinds of things uh, helped me tremendously. Uh, and sure there was there was pain and, and, and another thing I did too is 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 uh four days before my wife passed away, uh she was in hospice care at home. And I thank God that I was able to bring her home and she passed away at home. Mm-hmm. But four days before she passed is I marked out
3: episode seven called I created a triathlete book for kids that didn't exist. In this episode, my guest is Nia Abote author of the award-winning children's book, I Am a Triathlete. This is the story of a young black girl who makes the decision to trade for a triathlon and the obstacles she overcame. Being a triathlete herself, Nia wrote the book after not seeing many books by black authors and none writing on triathlons. My takeaway from this episode, if you can't find a book covering the subject matter you're interested in,
5: Write it yourself. It's interesting enough, um, I'm, I am a triathlete, mm-hmm. so I've been a triathlete now for about eight years, going on my ninth season. Mm, good Ooh. for you. So that means I swim, bike, and run it. And um, when I went to look for a book to encourage my knees, I couldn't find one. And... You would think, you know, okay, most people, they'll look and, you know, they'll just try to find something else. But in my search um, for the book, I came across statistics um, for um, children of color Mm -hmm. books that have characters of children of color and um, how it moved me, you know, to see that there was really a lack of books that show characters that are African-American. Mm-hmm. Um, that and the fact that I was looking for a book for my niece just kind of propelled me to do something. Yeah. And being a triathlete, I wanted to have something that could encourage her and others in my circle. Right. And so that's really what propelled me to start writing it and oh, then nice. looking for illustrations, right? So um, just Googling, you know, um, a triathlete or triathlon it's a lacking of just illustrations of pictures of us swimming, biking, and running. And so this was my way to get out there and let people know there are people who look like me that look like my niece or the younger Nia who would want to be encouraged by this mm-hmm. book um, to say that it, you can do it. And there are people out there doing it. So I wanted to have a way that I can encourage my niece. I could reach back to ladies that I know who are trying athletes and, you know, uh, share this encouraging story mm-hmm. with them and also make an impact, as small as it may be, on the statistics for people of what, uh, of color, writing books about people of color. We call number six Above the Clouds, changing
3: lives through art. I spoke with Linda Wade, executive director and founder of Above the Clouds. Her vision was to make ballet, dance, singing, spoken word, and other forms of art free to children who might not otherwise be able to afford them. Above the Clouds is having a positive impact on these young people. Linda grew up being involved in the arts. My takeaway from this is use your gifts, talents, and interests you already have to impact others. So I go to the women's prison. I still
6: go that to do that today. Mm-hmm. And so we go to death row. We go to general population and protective custody. And as I'm in those um, places and talking to the women, I always would ask them about what got them here. Not about their crime, mm-hmm. but you know what happened in their life. And they always would go back to what happened with them as a child or bad decisions as a young adult. And I was taking that and thinking about that and looking at our children here in Milwaukee, and I was coming back from a Texas prison trip, and I was going, okay, Lord, You want me to have this arts program? I don't even know what it's going to be called. And we were on the plane over the clouds when I got the name Above the Clouds. And it actually comes from Isaiah 55, 9, where it says, My ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So I was so excited because I landed, called Barb Melsheimer, who's a good friend, and said, I believe this is what God wants me to do, and you're the person that's supposed to help me. And so we spent a year putting it together, and we started at one site at Heart Love Place, and it just grew from there. Then we would get calls from other um, community buildings and schools and stuff that wanted our program in there. And till this day, we have 21 sites on the waiting list waiting for us to provide classes at their location. Oh, wow.
3: that's yeah. That's good. Number five, rescuing food and helping souls. What would happen if we all got up every morning? and said, I'm going to be a blessing and help just one more person today. Wow. It could transform a home, a community, a city. In this episode, DJ Rodrian joined me to talk about the Milwaukee Food Recovery Ministry, Just One More. We talked about the founder, Chris Kapper. His 39 years of addiction to drugs and alcohol, cocaine dealer, time behind bars, and the end of two marriages to a rebirth and newfound craving to help others. My takeaway, Chris's life story is a vivid reminder not to underestimate your worth and the worth of others and how God provides second chances.
7: It, it is one of the most miraculous things that you could ever be a part of and get to, to see. And I did not know Chris before he was recovered. In fact, I met him through recovery circles because uh, addiction and recovery, he's got a huge heart for it and so do I. So we crisscross that way. Mm-hmm. But his, uh, he says the Lord took it away from me. He really does. And he uh, just has been walking with the Lord, and I love spending time with him. He has great faith, and he has inspired many people.
3: Yeah. And you, I was asking you before, how did you get associated with this, and, and why? And it kind of him—
7: Mm, yeah. Just
3: his story yeah, and his he, commitment.
7: He was deeply involved in a, in a nice program called Celebrate Recovery, which is a Christian 12-step type of recovery program. Mm-hmm. And he'd be a speaker at different groups, and Rosen became a leader in that community. And I was attending one of these groups when I met Chris, and a, a fast friendship formed because of our common interests in, in serving and charity. And I loved everything he was doing from the minute I heard about it.
3: And at that time, when you got on board, we're talking just working out of a church basement
7: just a church basement just a one little little commercial kitchen like you see in a church they barely had any coolers and freezers uh, they just get the food in everybody hurry up and, and let's make 500 family meals we'll put them in tin pans we'll wrap them in foil and they can go right to hungry families and that is exactly what was happening and it was so heartwarming that the feedback loop started that we just kept getting more food more volunteers more food more volunteers right. and away we go
3: number four is called strive 365 developing a positive behavioral change environment for our youth many of us underestimate the influence we have you may not realize it but people are watching you they're watching your actions and some will even model your actions so here's a question for you are you a good example or a bad example STRIVE 365 CEO Brandon Curry and Program Manager Crayton Nash were my guests. If youth don't have the tools to deal with trauma, it can block their ability to fully achieve their potential. My takeaway, STRIVE 365 is a link between youth trauma and resiliency. They use trauma-informed programming in education, athletics, and activities. Strive 365 sounds to me like kind of that bridge between trauma and resilience with the young people.
0: Right. And that's actually a part of of how we even created the word strive, like our Mm -hmm. actual name. Right. So strive, meaning striving Mm -hmm. all day, all the time with the 365. And then at the core of strive, how we spell it, S-T-R-Y-V is try. Mm-hmm. In order to, to create change and to empower yourself, you have to actually try. Sometimes just showing up creates that change. And then it's also an acronym. We have a lot of acronyms, actually. <laughs> that's the best way to remember things. But uh, we say trauma, resilience, and youth. So that's what the try portion is. Ah. And then our actual logo, it's a V and a mountain. So it's like peaks and valleys, the ups and downs, right? Um, Every day is a new day. Every day offers a new challenge. The key is how you navigate through those challenges, how you make adjustments. Um, When you're in those valleys, how do you dig out of those valleys? Being the adverse experiences um, that you've gone through. And then even when you're at your peak, right? Reaching your peak, um, getting to a point of success, what do you do with that? Do you then just focus on self, or are you saying, "Hey, I'm in a good place now. I need to serve others."
3: Right, that's good, boy. You this was well thought out,
0: mm-hmm. obviously, mm-hmm.
3: very much so. Um, so, when you decided to form this organization, was it because of what you were seeing with young people?
0: Definitely. So, my background as an athlete, and then. Um, after competing as an athlete collegiate level professional level going into coaching i was also a guidance counselor so as a guidance counselor and i was primarily in middle school mm-hmm. age group um, and anybody that has a middle school age child they understand the hormones and the, yes. the changes and the dynamics that they're facing with trying to gain independence figure themselves out and kind of find find where they belong mm-hmm. um, it's a lot of ups and downs and I noticed that they had a lot of trouble with self-regulation understanding how to um, deal with brain alarm and the difference
3: number three we call this episode mirror a community-based preventative care and crisis intervention app one in four adults experience mental illness every year And one in 17 lives with a serious mental illness. My guest is Montreal Cade, who is trying to make getting help much easier. He's an expert in the multimedia field who has broadened his training to include counseling. He and his team have come up with a way to monitor people for signs of potential crisis with the convenience of an Apple Watch. MIRROR stands for Monitor, Engage, Recommend, Advocate. My takeaway on this episode, well, heck, it just makes sense. Getting help should be easy. About
8: four years ago, I was charged with the task of taking one of my loved ones, someone who has served this country as a veteran. Uh, They were having a a mental health episode, and I was charged with the task of getting them to the VA hospital. Uh, Interestingly enough, uh, the day that I arrived to take them there, I couldn't find them uh i was able to to get into the home through the garage and i saw their keys i saw their cell phone but they were nowhere to be found and i started to panic i'm like i just pray that when i turn this corner they're not laid out on the floor somewhere and i ended up calling uh dr lakia jones over at mri family services Mm -hmm. and i said hey dr jones you know i had done some work with her sorority and her website through multimedia and i said hey um Do you have a nonprofit? And she was like, oh, yeah, we have a 501c3. I said, do you have a board of directors? She said, I do. I said, I would love to sit on your board. Now, at the time, I was at that loved one's house. And I'm like, I don't know what to do, but I don't like how I feel. And I'm willing to commit my life to make sure no one else has to feel the emotions I experienced at that time. And I just went into prayer. And literally nine minutes later, after having that call, I got a call from a crisis intervention trained officer uh, in another part of Wisconsin saying, hey, we found your loved one. I am a crisis intervention trained officer. Everything's going to be all right. Can you come as soon as possible? And after that, I started my journey. I went back to school, got my master's in counseling while teaching at Marshall. Um, I went ahead and went and took some mental health first aid certification classes. And then I hired some developers. And I said, you know what? I have a technological background. I worked for Apple Incorporated for five years in the accessibility department. And I want to create a solution for our people. Because when I was at Apple, I would see people come in with these checks, Medicaid checks, and they would purchase different forms of technology. I would teach classes for the autistic community and help them with motor skills. But none of those people look like us. Mm. So if I could find a solution in the assistive technology space, and basically create this uh, this item. I would no longer have to feel the way I felt that day. I would always have a little bit of peace of mind, and I can share that with other Wisconsinites.
3: Okay, so this whole idea came from an experience. Absolutely right, um, and you know that's where a lot of our g- great ideas come from. Absolutely. So I applaud you for you know taking it th- the next step. So how is this technology, what you've come about, what is this going to look like?
8: Absolutely. Um, I thought you'd never ask, but it looks like this. One of the first things I thought about, I was sitting in a board meeting at Amri, and uh, one of the the young ladies that I do volunteer work with Mm -hmm. happened to tell us that she had a vertical stroke. Said it in the most casual way. And I'm just taken back because this is a person I knock on doors and do community service with. I play the old school jams. and We have a great relationship, right. but I was not able to focus anymore on that meeting. And we found out the only reason why she's truly okay and, and walking upright today is because she had on a rubber band. And the rubber band had Amri Family Service Clinic on there, and they caught that number to get her help. And it was just an amazing testimonial, but my mind began to go so fast. And there was this moment. Let me find my phone somewhere. There was this moment while in the meeting, I had my phone in my hand just like this, and it flashed. And when it flashed, the CEO says, hey, did you just take a picture of me? I said, I'm on the Bird Scooter app. That same day, Milwaukee, Wisconsin had decided to remove the Bird Scooters. Now, mind you, we have them now. We got Lime. We got all Mm -hmm. these other companies. But they were going to remove them. And I said, you know... I have to find a bird scooter. And they're like, that's what you're doing right now? And I said, listen, we can give out a million turkeys. We can do community block parties, but I want to do something intentional. Can I have a selfish moment to tell you guys my idea and why I'm here today? They're like, sure. And I said, I can imagine a device that knows where you are Why would people put all these scooters in different communities and not have some form of insurance to make sure it's going to work? What if it dies? Can I I take this scooter on a joyride? What type of technology do you have in a scooter? If I can find a way to put that into a rubber band, then I could have peace of mind. I would know where my loved one is, and I need that. And so I left that place, and I drove around the city to find a bird scooter. And when I tell you I went to three or four different places, I rung doorbells of strangers. Where's the bird scooter? Because there's only two left. Number two,
3: for everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, Ecclesiastes 3-1. My guest is Andre Lee Ellis, founder of We Got This and currently enjoying the position with Ultimate Farm Collaborative. He brought along his lovely wife, Angela Ellis. At the time, Andre was in the midst of a new season in his life, career-wise and health-wise. He's changed his lifestyle after bouts with congestive heart failure, diabetes, high blood pressure, and four heart attacks. My takeaway from our discussion, change is much more bearable when you have a loving and supportive life partner by your side.
9: It's about seven months ago, um, I hit the floor at home and... um, while I was out, I could hear the paramedic saying his blood pressure is 70 over 54. Now, 120 over 80 is normal. So imagine 70 over 54. And I heard him say to my wife, if he... If, he, if that high number goes any lower, I can't tell you what to expect. And 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 I heard him say that. And and then I could hear her saying, Andre, don't you what she said earlier? My. Don't you do this to me? We got some work to do, and she ain't gonna let me talk about that work today. But um, we got some work to do. Open your eyes up, and when I open my eyes up. I could see her and I remember saying to her, Angela, I love you. I'm not going to do it. And then I went back into the mm-hmm. black state and I remember looking at this light and I, I'm calling the light God. And I remember saying to the light, I said, okay, God, not today. I've got um, something else to do, more work to do with Angela. I need to go back. I don't want to do this yeah. today. But I rem- just recently I went to a fire station for a meeting. And when I went into the fire station and said my name, The fire the firefighter said, oh, I know that name, I'll never forget it. And then he said to me, 70 over 54. And, oh, wow. and I said, he wow, he, he was one of the five. And he I said, it. "I said, you remember that? He said, oh yeah, that was unusual because when you were blacked out, I could hear you talking to God. When you opened your eyes, you were talking to your wife and that experience. And finally,
3: the most popular episode of the 411 Live in 2022, Bianca's incredible keto and exercise weight loss journey. Bianca Smith-Lott is a great inspiration for anyone who has tried to lose weight and just gave up. She had lost 270 pounds in April and was still losing, reducing her size by more than half. There was one moment I thoroughly enjoyed, and that was when Bianca talked about a two-year-old daughter working out with her own little light weight. And I know that was the cutest sight. The example that we set for our kids is really important Mm -hmm. because you were talking about the differences in what your kids would eat. Like your son, he is kind of following that old habit of eating, right? Because that's what he saw.
10: That's what he saw. Exactly.
3: So he likes the hamburgers and the corn dogs.
10: Fast food. He's the fast food king. (laughs) But that's what he saw me eating at When he was a child coming up, he saw me eating those things, whereas my daughter is only two. And I started seriously with my weight loss journey a couple of months after she was born. Mm. So she's always seen the lifestyle of me eating healthier foods and me working out. And it's it affected her because, like I said, she will eat what I eat when I work out. She has her two pound weights in here trying to mock the movements that I make and like my son trying to get him on the right track but he's still used to the fast food.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I You know, I, I have this visual image in my head of this two-year-old because with her <laughs> little weights, you know, working work out. I know that it's too cute. It too is. cute. So let's talk about the, the journey because I know people are saying, okay, get to the meat, get to the meat. <laughs> um, so you started out and you said your, your daughter was, two months, and and you're saying, okay, this is it, and I'm going to do this. How did you prepare for this?
10: First, I started looking up what lifestyle I wanted to do. Like, how am I going to do this? Am I going to count calories? Like, how am I going to do this? So I went on Pinterest.
3: Well, that's the recap of the top 10 podcasts of the 411 Live in 2022. Hear the full episodes on most podcast platforms, our YouTube channel, or at our website. Thank you for being a part of the 411 Live in 2022. Please join us in 2023. We are a nonprofit organization. If you would like to help us in our focus on community issues and frank discussions, go to our website, the411live.org. Until next time, I'm Beverly Taylor, and this is the 411 Live. Real people, real talk. If you would like to check out past episodes, there are many ways. Go to your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Like and watch us on Facebook. Watch and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you have suggestions for future episodes, go to our website, the411live.org.